Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for The Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 351B, the second episode for the week, where we will now discuss our thoughts on Reptile from Netflix. With you for that discussion, Grayson Maxwell and Roger Stillian. Chris is still missing, MIA, for the episode discussing Saw 10. You think he's okay? He's wandering naked through the wheat fields. Still? Still. <laughs> Dude, it's been like a week. <laughs> I mean, look, when you're that free, you want to keep doing it. It's true. For the episode discussing Saw 10, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming, and trailer talk, check out episode 351A, posted on Tuesday, 1010. I think you would get a rash after so long. I think you probably would. And, and bugs. And like an unpleasant place to get rashes, too, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that'd be awful. Like, terrible. Now yeah. I'm thinking about wandering through a cornfield naked or a wheat field naked, but why am I wondering about that? Oh, well, I, may, I may have some ideas. <laughs> Do you? Remember? Yeah. Sorry. We'll fair discuss enough. off show. Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. So let's talk about Netflix for one second. Now, the movie we're talking about on this episode is Reptile, a fairly new thriller. From Which Netflix. is not about Mortal Kombat. For a long time, I thought it was, given the success of that combat, Mortal Kombat movie. Everyone kept having a reptile shirt, and it was green. I'm like, oh, it's got to be reptile from Mortal Kombat, right? Hell yeah, why not? I didn't know what it was. I didn't, obviously didn't know what it was, but now we know what it was, and it's got Benicio Del Toro. Let's talk about Netflix for one second. Now, Netflix does not ne- have the greatest track record. Never heard of them. A small company that you may have heard of, but how, how do we feel about Netflix's quality? Most of the time, not great. Not great, Bob. Not great is correct. Um, this is one of those movies I think they put a little, they put some effort behind, and it shows because it's not awful. Okay, so one thing I wanted to bring up was I, I figured we'd talk about this a little bit. So, you know, some of the things we think are the worst on Netflix are almost all comedies, right? Yeah. Something. Most of the time. Because think about it. Some of the recent stuff we thought has been very good on Netflix, right? A couple of their action movies have been pretty good. Extraction 2 is great. Oh, of course. Those kind of things. Now, this is this is a serious detective movie, right? And look, this is not the best movie I've ever seen, and I'm not going to try to champion this some sort of like, oh my God, you have to watch Reptile on Netflix, but this movie's okay. And this proves to me that somebody in quality control is going, yeah, man, we can do better than this. Like, we can do this. You know, we get we get a decent script that's a little bit ambiguous in some spots, just perfect for, you know, like a, you know, a detective story. Get somebody like Benicio Del Toro, who is the fucking man. He's excellent. Who is <laughs> the fucking man. Yeah. Um, in everything he's ever done, always. He's a man's man, too. That's yes. the thing, yeah. I mean, listen, the best part of the Marvel Universe, him as the collector. Uh, not not too far off the mark, but <laughs> right? okay. Um, I mean, you ever seen a small movie like Sicario? Small little film. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Sicario, real quick, segue. Um, I have somebody I work with had never seen the Sicario movie, so I popped them both on a thumb drive for him. Allegedly. Um, no, I did that, okay, for sure. Okay. I'll, I'll claim this one. <laughs> um, he... Uh, he he said he should get back to me this week after he watches both of them, and I, I await his full report of disownage sure of the highest order. That's like that's Taylor Sheridan. It's best. Just listen, some of the best. Like if you're okay with like gunplay and violence, it's one of the best stories you ever watch. Which you should be after John Wick. Like I mean, John Wick is very enjoyable. So sure. And he also, and we're getting the sequel to Wind River, which I find odd, but I'm here for because that's a damn good movie. Yeah, because I so much was left untold in that universe that I have to see more. Well, I mean, I don't. It's just, it's just a strange. You know, Wind River, fun family film. Bring all the kids. 
plunk them down in front of the television, hit play, and walk away Jesus, for two hours. Fucking PTSD. See, that's a that's a hard one to watch. I, I yes, skip, yes, it is. I skip the scene every time I watch it. I'm at my desk at work when when I go to another job. I will I always skip over that because I don't like to watch that. But and the shooting in, in the snow in the where the where the oil guys are. That's hard <laughs> to watch too because a lot of good guys just kill, like just yeah, shot people in the head. die, man. People die every day, you know. Allegedly. So let's talk about uh, Reptile on Netflix. I thought we were and talking about Sicario for a while. We're not, but there's a third one in the making. So, we so will listen, talk about Sicario. when we talk about Sicario, I'll have my time. <laughs> You'll have your five minutes of fame. Five. More like three hours. Fine, fine. You can have three hours. Let's talk about Sicario and Benicio Del Toro. Let's get some numbers out of the way. 42 on the tomato meter. I think a tad low. That's low. Tad low. Audience score, 75. I think it's probably, That's probably a little high. Artificially high. <laughs> a little high. Now look, if both of these come in at like sixty, I'll be like, I, "That's fucking right. dead nuts, brother." That's right. <laughs> and anywhere from a fifty to a sixty is where yeah. I think it sits. Look, look, look. Well, here's the thing, though. After watching Reptile, we'll we'll break it down here in just a second. After watching Reptile, I understand why some people may have a higher regard for it than what I do because there is. I mean, you talked about it before. We did show prep, folks. Talked about some ambiguity in this movie. Some people love that stuff. Some people don't. So, well, I think it kind of works in this movie's favor. It, well, it, it, no, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anything, yeah. but like I'm so jaded by it at this point and by watching movies. Just like just fucking show us, you well, cowards. Because I don't, I don't. I think a lot of. I think the decision in some films to not show is like some director thinking he's like, oh, that's so brilliant. Like, oh my god, let's do it, bro, bro. All right, let's look at the cast here for one second. Sure. Benicio del Toro, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, that's his name, Michael Pitt as Eli Phillips. Mm-hmm. Fucking creepy, Eli Phil with the yeah. long ass hair and the. Super black mustache. That's like, why. That's the kind of goatee yeah. I expect you the to goat- have. <laughs> I'll try. I would love to have that. Um, Eric Bogazian, Fr- Francis Fisher, Owen Teague, Matilda Lutz, Victor Rasick, Sky Ferreria, directed by Grant Singer, written also by Grant Singer and Benjamin Brewer, also written by Benicio del Toro. And oh, he's I didn't a, know that. And he's an EP on it as well. Good. So this is like Benicio. Give yourself more starring roles, buddy. You fucking deserve them. No, he's look Benicio has earned that in Hollywood. He's amazing. So let's talk about this one. What is Reptile about, Roger? So Reptile was a detective movie set in upstate Pennsylvania. Um, and it's it's a story about murder and uh, a spider's web that's weaved out from a single murder. Well, I got... I'm, I'm glad you bring up the... It's a sto- it's, it's kind of like spider's web weaving because it... I got vibes of like... Um, I, I would have known the name had not thought of it. Um, I always talk... Oh, L.A. Confidential sure. with Russell Crowe and like how does that the cops are all involved and in, you know at, at the, the Victory d- Motel the, the more you dig the deeper it goes yep, that Rolo sort of Tomasi. thing I yeah. got some vibes of that sure which I and mean that's, that's fair and I think that like that's definitely um, they were drawing off of their inspiration and I, I look that's a great movie to be inspired by so I, I, I get that and it's a belie- here's the thing with, with Reptile too where from 50,000 feet, the story seems like so absurd. You'd be like, that could never happen. And then when you see these pieces unfold, you're just like, well, shit. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. could be a thing that happens in modern day times, by the way. Well, the only, the one red flag I have is, is be, because of where we are, like uh, many big cities are suffering because they just don't have enough, whatever the movement is, they don't have enough cops to fill out all the calls. So it's it's hard for me to like, a movie set in today's time, it's hard for me to like, okay, so they're assigning two detectives and there's usually several uniformed police officers somewhere in the scene 
that just seems like a lot of police officers dedicate to one murder. But I, I mean, again, well, this is a drama. So. I, lo- I look at it as a small, sorry, not small, but not an overly large town. Has a couple of detectives, probably four total, but two of them, two and two, night shift, day shift sort of thing. And that's where we get our grouping for uh, for our guys. So well, that's fair. If it's like uptown Pen- or like upstate Pennsylvania, that makes yeah. I mean, imagine sense. a town of like you know fifty to sixty thousand people. You know, just big enough. You know, like our local area, just big enough to have all sorts of problems up to and including. Well, here's the thing, though: if you go too small of a town, murder doesn't really happen. Like, that's just something that's true. That's true. Because, like, then it'd be like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Somebody got murdered. Like, somebody gets murdered. Some people are like, well, shit, somebody got murdered. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> you know? It's a Tuesday. It's just a Tuesday. Yeah, well. So here's what I like. Well, I was expecting, well, early on we find, like, in the first few minutes, right before the first murder is there's a woman cleaning her house. She finds a snake skin. A snake skin. And it's called reptile. So, you're, I mean, you already should be starting to put some of the pieces together. And I like that because it's something has shed its skin and taken a new form. And of course, I mean, you don't have to look too hard to know who that was, to who that, what character it is. It's just knowing how he fits into the rest of the film, because it's, it's kind of hard to see that right away. That's the, that's the, that's the, you get your through line at the end. You certainly do. And it's a good through line too. It is. It is. Um, And it's, so let's talk about it. Benicio del Toro is the headliner here, and and, and again he's amazing. In yes, this, especially in this too is like yes he every scene he's in he owns it dominates it. He yep. just he is uh, he dominates it and it's great. And there's a murder that happens, and of course, as these films tend to do, you know the the corruption just keeps climbing higher and higher, and and our 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 guy like notices things, and then like he starts to put things together. Like I can't if I dig too much deeper, I'm gonna endanger my family, and then enter Alicia Silverstone, which is nice to see her again. We don't see yeah, her don't very see her often, too much um, as his wife, mm-hmm. a, a very faithful, a very um, hard nosed lady, hard nosed lady that also like she contributes to his analysis, which well, I, I appreciate. So my me and my wife watches it, and she asked me like, why is she helping him out? I was like. She's been married to this guy for years and years. Like she gets it. Like she's she understands. We know some what of she stuff. does for a living. I, mean, I don't that. think she works, as far as I understand. Oh, but she's just a very smart woman. Yes, and that's yeah. That, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she's been. You know, my husband's been a murder detective for twenty five years. I learned some shit. Yeah, learned yeah, some course. things. Of course, like when he bites her. <laughs> well, that was interesting how they discovered that too. Uh-huh. Was, yeah, that was very interesting too about that. But so back to back to so the, the so we can get into the story here is. There's a lot of moving pieces, and one thing I, I I'm not real I'm not a fan of, and this doesn't work for me in a movie. It just doesn't is, and they do it several like work like a dozen times. Is someone will get a call on a phone, or someone will see something, someone will hear something, but we don't know what that is. That's nope. so infuriating, because it's it's intentionally set up as misdirection and to get you to think about that where you're not thinking about something else. And I I, I don't understand why you would do that as a creative mind as someone making a film like this, because let me ask you, did you see that as in, is like, we're talking about death on the Nile as intentionally withholding information from us to figure it out. So in death on the Nile, I think so. Yes. In this movie, I don't. So I think they withhold stuff because I don't want you to know right away. Now in death of the Nile, they never tell you until it's time to solve the crime. And this one, they don't withhold anything until it's time to solve it. Like pieces unfold a little bit later to you. You know, when something else falls in place, you're like, okay. It's like, think about, you know, like a puzzle. You know, you know where this piece goes generally, but you don't know exactly. 
And then when you get to peace beside it, then everything starts to fall. And I appreciate that. Like, I don't think that that's bad storytelling. Uh, now, listen, some movies rely on that exclusively and very heavily, and it doesn't work out. This movie, I don't think it has, suffers from that, though. I don't think it does either. I don't. But it's it's done in an effective way, even though I hate it, because it's it makes you think about certain details, and it kind of gives you that edge on what to think about, even though it kind of misdirects you in a way. But there's there's a, it happens so many times where I thought it was very strange. The, the one one time I really noticed it is when he's showing um, Benicio's character, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Tom. Tom. Tom is showing something to his wife and his wife Judy and on his phone and. He gets a phone call and she said, oh, is this one of your girlfriends? And she answers it and then it cuts away. Like, who was that? It was a crucial time. And But like, again, it's one of those like... They're I believe she says, is it one of your hookers? One of, yeah, one of your hookers. <laughs> and then she answers it. But like, wouldn't that be a conversation that as a viewer you'd want to hear? Eh, I don't know. So in that scenario right there, it doesn't actually matter the way that that one plays out. So well, No, because it's someone important. It's yeah. something about the case. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's the important part. Is And I, I, I want to bring Shine to now, after talking a little bit about Benicia Del Toro and Justin Timberlake and Alicia Silverstone, is Michael Pitt, mm-hmm. which we don't see a lot, but... He is definitely, he's been in several, I remember he was like the creepy kid in like Murder by Numbers with Sandra Bullock and Argos is in that one. Argos oh, is in that Ar- movie. Ryan, get Ryan, Mr. Yeah, Ken himself. <laughs> I am Ken off. Uh, he's always like the creepy guy, Michael Pitt. And you don't like, need a weirdo. If that's your, if that's your thing, those, like you say, that those checks cash the same as any other checks. Goddamn so. right they do. <laughs> like Jeremy Irons is a bad guy. If I could just keep writing them down, baby. Bill and Bill's cash is like any other bills. That's right. So I'd like to see those people in their respective roles that we've got to know them for, and at least as they've grown up with us in cinema, I'd like to see them in those roles. Now, let's talk about Justin Timberlake for one second. First of all, I mean... Scumbag. The end of... Well, I mean, as a person, I mean, not really. But as end of the 90s, huge in the boy band. Yeah. Insane. As big as you can be in the world. Um, and then he started to kind of get into a lot more TV and film, and he's been in stuff. And <laughs> one of the things more notably we've seen him in... We liked him. We loved him. It was Palmer mm-hmm. on Apple TV. Apple TV. Yep. That was a good role for him. Again, a man of few words, but he plays a strong forward character that has a problem and he fucking solves it. This one, I guess, he does that in a weirder, way less oh, moral way. Oh, he solves problems. <laughs> he does, but in a way less moralistic way. But I love him in this role because of the, because of, and it really works for me, is like the, just the fucking blank ass He's, he really does have a lot of dumb looks on his face during this movie where he's just staring off into space. Well, I love when the detective are asking, asking him questions and one detective's like, does your wife have life insurance? Or your, does your girlfriend have life insurance? He goes, I don't know. And the detective's like, well, can you find out? He, he, he looks over and goes, thanks. And look, it just continues to <laughs> straight ahead. And I don't know, and you, you had to have noticed it. I mean, it's reflections mm-hmm. and mirrors and car window. Every scene had a reflection. Which I like though, because it had a very huge thematic importance, which I don't want to spoil. But that I thought was a, was a, was a pretty cool effect too, and, it, and very noticeable. But it's um, it's one of those things that it it goes together to make a nice little story. And one of my favorite movies, um, Gone Baby Gone, with with Ben Affleck, fun family directing, film. and his his brother again. But but it's it's phenomenal. It it's is good. Just like one it's of good. the best of that year, bar none. It's one of those movies that you're watching. Especially with the Ed Harris character, like you're just slowly putting the pieces into the puzzle where they fit, and I think reptiles a lot in the same way that you're slowly kind of putting things together where they fit, and it's it's rewarding when the movie ends when you when it finally ends in a way that's kind of satisfying because mm-hmm. 
of course there's a heinous murder, but what what you need to figure out is who did it and why. And then of course is our 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 man Tom digs and digs and digs. He more and more corruption comes out. And again, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil who does what, but there are little visual cues to tell you like who's doing, who's on the take, who's not on the take. Rotten to the I, core, I like baby. Was, oh, yeah. rotten to the core. They're all they're all like that. I mean, I I I imagine this is not an uncommon thing in police departments. I don't mean to speak ill of police. What's that? Murder and drugs and being on the take. Oh, being on the take. Bold. Being, <laughs> I mean, like getting involved in things and being on the take, stuff like that. Doing stuff and things. Doing stuff and things. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. But uh, so let's. After we move down, there's quite an indictment on the American justice system. <laughs> not what I meant to say. But. <laughs> so we have Benicio, Justin Timberlake, Alicia, and Michael Pitt. A great four lead cast, a solid four lead cast too for a movie like this. And 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 given as much we've, we've uh, Benicio has been into the creativity of this, I like that he's the main character also because he's got an insight that someone normally wouldn't have. They didn't EP it and help write it too. Is so obviously he wanted the ambiguity there. He sure, was, he pushed for that as an EP and born of the writer. Yeah. He absolutely pushed for it. So how do you feel about the ambiguity in the end? Now, I mean, now that you know how it played out, but mm-hmm. you don't know who did what. I'm okay with it. Like I, I, I don't. Because here's the thing: by the time you know all the all the stuff and all the details, it doesn't matter. And I think that's what makes it because it's satisfying. Now, look, if it didn't quite end this way, I'd probably be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like mad at it. Well, I think you're. I think you're right. You know what happened, but who did it doesn't matter. Doesn't really make the difference. You're right, though. In a weird way, I think that kind of makes sense. I didn't think of it like that. It doesn't matter because by the end, you're bad. satisfied yeah. anyway. So yeah. um, doesn't but matter who did what. The, the thing that I, I enjoy about this movie, though, is uh, let's talk about Tom for a second. Is like Tom is not some sort of superhero. Listen, he's not a bad detective by any means, but you know he's not like he's doing the legwork. You see him grinding it out, you know, like solving this case and putting the pieces together. And, you know, listen, he gets hurt pretty bad. And he runs into a scenario like on an old road with his wife that could have went badly. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is a real story. So I'm okay with that. Definitely okay with that. And I, I mean, it's got the, there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of, um, tropey stuff with the with the police captain that's also ill and he doesn't have a lot of time left and he's kind of confiding in like someone that he's helped bring up through the force trying to get you out of this take brother that's I mean that's what it comes down to but I mean with without so many words yeah and I kind of like the police captain because it was a it, and there's always that in the film like this same with like LA confidential it, there's that moment where they saw something and you know who's dirty, and you you know at least someone who's dirty. And the scene with the car in the garage, yep. I thought was beautiful. Mm-hmm. How they did, how he was like searching through it, and then like he sees someone standing out. Like they both know that he now knows, but like nothing he can do about it because he can get the better of him. Yep. So he has to wait until different. And it's like, especially when well, then immediately after that's the ride home. Oh, the cop which is super intense. Oh. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to just just it's now. It's a hell of a hell of a thing. One thing I was kind of disappointed in is because he knew immediately because he takes out his gun and gets it ready. If you got if he's got to come out shooting, he's going to be ready for it. One thing I I was surprised at though a little detail I think the writers missed here, and his character missed was again we've talked about Judy, his wife of Alicia Silverstone. She's not an idiot. Nope. She's been through this for a, two and a half decades. I'm surprised that she was. That he didn't say, 
in the mirror, is there another one coming up on that side? Like, just because he's trying to get what mm, sure. if he's got to no, do something, well, I he's got to know where they are. I get you. And she didn't do it either. Well, I, like, I liked it though that she doesn't freak out when he pulls the gun. Though, like she's just waits, so everything's on. She's like, "Don't you fucking tell me what's going on here?" <laughs> you know, and then he proceeds to lay it all out to her on the ride home. Which that's one of my her. She's one of my. I guess I just I was going too far with the whole who's involved, who's not. Like she's one of my. I shouldn't have seen that, but. Um, I do like how Alicia Silverstone did play his wife as like a yeah. very loyal, very with it woman who shares in everything he does, especially his nightmares. Like she's mm-hmm. there for them and like those tender little moments they have in their bedroom, like where she's Dude, when he wakes up out of his nightmare and he's like goddamn real estate agent, she's like, What the fuck? <laughs> Are you okay? No, go back to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> Although that was uh, that 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 had me. I didn't it, it, was, it felt authentic. It, <laughs> I just tell you that right now. Justin Timberlake felt, oh boy. I wish we'd see him more often in movies. I, I don't think we Good or bad, like, look, I think he's a good actor. He's a great actor. Not just good, he's great. Even as Shrek, even as the king, and, or young Arthur in Shrek, he was fantastic. But that's the thing. Is like, he's figured out how to give, like, acting is reacting, and he's figured out that I'd like to see more of Justin Timberlake. I'd like to... See if he can a little sidestep here. Really, if he can carry him like a a movie like this, but like he's the Benicio character, like it's all on his shoulder. Like I wonder if he can do that. But he's always been like a I don't side know, character. Can't carry in most films. a full drama in Palmer. Yeah, was that him or was that the kid more Both. often? Both. Well, but fair, I mean, but he kind of shared the spotlight. Everybody's got to have their. But he is an instrument. He is why this movie works so well. Is he is another reason why his just his portrayal of that character is damn so good, bad guy, good, and <laughs> they do such a good job of like. Between him and who's the Michael Pitt character? Oh, Eli Phillips. Mm-hmm. They do such a good job in like making you think. Oh, it's him. No, it's definitely him. No, it's him. No, so, it's him. well, that's one thing. This is, this is one of the things I actually appreciate about this movie is where you know I say a lot about being bad guys. Well, look, there are very levels, varying levels of bad people in this movie, right? Like a lot of gray here. You know, even even our you know our guy Tom. Not exactly the most straight and narrow fella. He's not a white hat hero. He is not. He's done some Listen, shit. he's not really a bad guy, but he ain't, you know, he's not Mr. Prince Charming here. No, he's not. So. And his wife knows it, and, mm-hmm. that's, and that's important. His wife knows it, and so, so do some, some of the guys. They, the, the captain definitely knows it. How about when he threatens the contractor at the square dance? <laughs> <laughs> when he's like, he thinks he's hitting on his wife. And he's just like, what are you talking about, Tom? He's like, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. He goes, you willing to die for it? You willing to die for it? <laughs> <laughs> like, he tells him straight up, and he's just but like, like again, what are you talking about? He's like, you heard me. And then, he's like, then as soon as you heard me, hey, honey, welcome back. You know, like, <laughs> it's perfection. Um, I don't, a conversation like that sold the way that it is by Benicio. It's like, there might be like five guys in yeah. Hollywood that can sell that like Benicio does. Like five guys, maybe. And that's even maybe Love four it. or three. But he does it so well that he just... He, you remember the movie Hunted? Mm-hmm. With uh, him and Tommy Lee? Mm-hmm. Or The Hunted? Where one of those movies where he finally catches up with him. Tommy Lee finally catches up with him. And he's sitting in the room. And Tommy Lee stays on the other side of the door. Like the other side of the room. And he's sitting in the chair. And like he's like, I, I got to bring you in. Like we have to end this. And he's like, LT... You cross that line, I can't promise I'll stop. It's like, whoo, just, oh, so good. Benicio is so good at those little line deliveries of, are you willing to die for her? <laughs> you willing to die for it? Hey, mm-hmm. honey, what's up? You know, just that kind of stuff. But it's, Hey, baby, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, you ready? Yeah, it's just me. Let's go cut it up on the, on the floor, me, me and you, baby. 
Um, it's it's stuff like that that I think makes this movie work as well as it does. Now, I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's an Oscar winner, but no, no, no. Well, especially given the fact that it comes from Netflix, that a movie this this decent is actually a welcome change of pace, and that shouldn't be the case. No, but look, I mean, listen, we we give them plenty of grief when they make a bad movie, so let's give them some praise when they make something that's pretty decent. I agree. Well, again, though, like you just said, it's not an Oscar winner. It's not. It's not even the best detective movie I've watched this year, but it's pretty good and it's very watchable. And I, I think what most people would run into is you, you would probably watch Reptile and be like, hey, okay, I, I could get behind this. You know, pretty pretty good movie. So. It's a decent, like, it's a decent turn on. It is kind of longer, though. It's it's two hours and 15 minutes. So. Yeah, it's not a short watch. It's not one of those 90 minuteers you and Chris love to just 90 in and out. Well, look, some movies deserve to be 90 minutes. A movie like Reptile, I'm happy to watch for a couple hours. Sure. I mean, it, it needs the time. Because it's a two-hour story. You know, it it's... needs time to un- unfold, too. Is, And I, I like the thing with... I don't know if you recognize it, but the whenever he's in the car, the same song plays mm-hmm. about an angel going to heaven. And then in the end, the, the song finally changes to a different one. I forget what song in the end. I've... Uh, but it it's a uh, it's about an angel being redeemed up into heaven. I'm like ah, it's kind of brilliant. It's like that's another thing. It, the the song is always the same except for the end. Um, some pretty harrowing moments in this film too. Um, is in a different way than so. We just talked about saw like some of the, like the like the eyes coming out of the socket of the, of the skull. But hmm. in a different way is I really kind of got when one one scene that really kind of gave me the chills is when. Judy is almost falling asleep and she hears something, she turns the TV off and she's like walking through her house slowly and like you're just waiting for something to come out of nowhere. So I also learned that Judy's the wrong kind of lady to fuck <laughs> around with. Yeah, because uh, she'll shoot you. She, she'll shoot her pool. Yeah, like shot the pool. Shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. She'll do that to the pool. You don't know what she'll do to you. Mm-hmm. But it's, that had me because of this, her slow movements through the house. Like I thought for sure that that creepy ass guy was in there, and that was going to be the end of Judy. I thought they were going to pull us. I think they went full on Sicario at that point, though. Like he'd have chewed through the rest of this town <laughs> like a goddamn fucking wood chipper. Well, and that's fine, especially because in the, one of the pieces of dialogue towards the end is like he really loves his wife. Yeah, like more than anything. Of course in the he world. does. You willing to die for it? Um, well, he says like <laughs> I, I don't. The only other thing I love as much as you is being a cop. And right yep. now that's putting us both in danger, so we need to pack a bag and go. I thought that was interesting too. But the moment I, the, when when you finally find – imagine you being the cop. You've, you've tried to call your wife twice now. You know that there's kind of something going down. You're in the middle of it, whatever, but you haven't figured it out. You're pulling up. All the lights in your house are off. You pull up. Your your, your gate's open. Your wife hasn't answered the phone. Like what awful shit has to be yeah. out there? No, you figure it's bad news. I thought that's why you get out with a gun drawn. Thought they were gonna go full seven on us and what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? So what's in the box? Uh, but overall, I enjoyed. Uh, again, it's not one I want to spoil. So no, uh, we'll no, move that's into fair. wrapping it up. Okay, so uh, you want to score first? Or you want me to go? I will, and I've thought about this uh, for a couple of days now. I really have. I've gone back and forth, but I think I'm comfortable giving this a solid six. Okay, I think it's extremely watchable. It's uh, it's very recommendable, I think, for for anyone who digs this kind of movie. It's a no brainer. It's also one of the rare wins for Netflix, and I hate to say that, but it is. That's the truth, man. They don't have many wins anymore, and we don't watch their TV side. It could be a whole different thing. But uh, look, if they can't get the movies right, you think they're getting the, the episodic <laughs> right? Probably not. Episodic's a little harder to get right. So, but I I I really 
I really thought this one was a nice little gem if you're a fan of this movie. I, I like Benicio. Justin Timberlake is a fucking star. He's going to be huge. Um, or he's going to continue to be huge. There you go. Silverstone. <laughs> Breakthrough career guy, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Uh, Alicia is great. Michael Pitt's great. A lot of the supporting is great. Um, a lot of the direction is wonderful. Even though I hate it, the ambiguity is it, very effective. It works here. here. It, it really does. That's when it's not terrible. <laughs> but I think I, I think a six is very fair. So okay, six. so I'm actually right there with you. I'm at a six as well. Um, like I like Reptile. I love Benicio. Obviously, like, I mean, I joke. We talk about Sicario. Like, I dude, there are a few action movies and detective movies that are better than something like that. And when I see him play a not quite similar character, but you know, when I get to see Benicio do Benicio things, I'm here for it. And like the story's okay here. Like it's it works. There are pieces that are unfolding. You don't know the whole story until the end, and that's fine. The payoff is there. And you know, like look, real people have real problems. People get shot, you know, people worry about their wives cheating on them, that kind of stuff. Like this is real life as believable as I think a story like this can be told. And I'm okay with it. And I would recommend this to anybody. Netflix, good job here. They said, we beat you up when you do bad, so I'll praise you when I think you do good. So, congrats. I think Reptile is great. I would love... No, obviously, look, I don't think we ever get a sequel to something like Reptile, and that's totally fine. But look, I know that you can make a good movie. Keep doing it. Please keep doing it. Let's um, let's keep it above a four. That's not a, that's not a high bar. But I mean, look... <laughs> Five. Shoot for five. <laughs> Shoot for average. Christ. <laughs> it's not even a high bar from that Netflix. Come on, man. Come on. All right, gentlemen. Well, Ryan Roger, thank you. Just for, me. Just you, gentlemen, singular. Thank you for joining me this evening again. This has been episode 351B of For Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're doing more scary stuff with the Exorcist Believer. Mm. Well, and a million way, a million miles apart. That's not scary. But that's a million ways to die in the West. That movie's hilarious. But no, a million movie's miles awful. away. But it's hilarious. It's Family Guy live action. That's all you need to. Mm. You don't think that movie's hilarious? No. Movies die in the West. Mm-mm. I think you're wrong about that. That's, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. 